listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. God damn it, Junior, how many times am I going to have to tell you to keep that damn cigar out of my face? Huh? Christ Almighty, it's like I'm sitting here playing cards with my brother's kids or something. You nerve-wracking sons of bitches. Something on your mind? I want to let you know you're sitting in my chair. Is that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. Well, for a man that don't go healed, you run your mouth kind of reckless, don't you? No need to go healed to get the bulge on a tub like you. Is that a fact? Hmm. That's a fact. Well, I'm real scared. Damn right you're scared. I can see that in your eyes. All right, man, go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Listen, mister, I'm getting awful tired of your... <laughs> I'm getting tired of your gas. Now jerk that pistol and go to work. <clears throat> I said throw down, boy. Oh! something or just stand there and bleed Three, two, one. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 97. We are joined by Brent Coley, uh, BDC on Twitter from Apollo HOU. And boo to less humble teach. He has made us so late. We were supposed to start 30 minutes ago. What are you doing? Sorry. But you can all go see Scream 5. It is incredible. Are you using VR again? No, I was watching Scream 5 and then... There was a parking issue, and the girl I was with was moving slow. Anyway, I don't <laughs> hey, want to record well, that. Hey, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. I can respect Sorry, that. it was a thing. T just trying to keep cinemas in business throughout the <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> anyway, Man, Scream by- is so good. Yeah, I gotta go see Scream. <laughs> uh, oh, we shit, enjoyed- we got a dude in the Twitch chat. What up, EchoStatic85? Oh, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, share this. Uh, on YouTube as well from One Take Podcast. Also, Apollo's YouTube channel and Twitch channel. So go there and uh, watch us talk about Tombstone. So we are joined by Brent. Again, like I said, uh, he specifically requested to be on this movie, to talk about this movie, Tombstone. Uh, and we'll get your thoughts on that. But first of all, how how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing good. Doing really good. Tired, but I'm um, doing good. Actually, I finished my rewatch of the movie about an hour ago. Fresh on your mind. Yeah, fresh on my mind. Even though I just watched it a few weeks ago, Christmas Eve. But, you know, it's one of those. It's one of the, even if it's on TV, I stop and I watch it. But I love it. So thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. This is actually the first time I've ever been on a podcast. So Hey! Welcome. You're in for a wild ride. All right. Uh, 
Not all podcasts are like this podcast, meaning there is zero <laughs> format really to our podcast. But, um, Hashtag not all podcasts. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's uh, let's look at this real quick. Let's do a rundown of the movie like we normally do. Tombstone came out in 1993. It is rated R. It is two hours and 10 minutes long, and it is 30 minutes longer than it should be. Uh, it is a 7.8 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, actually... For as long ago as it came out, it is rated the 204th most popular movie trending right now um, on that website. As a 50 meta score, the the reviews are kind of up and down for this movie just because this movie is, you know, kind of up and down. But a successful lawman's plan to rewrite uh, anonymously in Tombstone, a retire, sorry, anonymously in Tombstone, Arizona, are disrupted by the continent of outlaws he was famous for eliminating, uh, directed by... George P. Cosmatos, um, who directed Rambo 2, is also written and partially directed by Kevin Jari. The, the, the directorial stuff behind this movie is fascinating. We can get into that here in a little bit. But essentially, the thought is that um, Kurt Russell essentially directed this movie. But it, it stars Kurt Russell, Sam, Eli- Sam Elliott, Powers Booth, Bill Paxton, Michael Bean, Charlton Heston is in this movie, Stephen Lang is in this movie, Thomas Hayden Church is in this movie, and then Val Kilmer throwing 115 miles an hour. Um, how he was not nominated for an Oscar, I will never, I'll never know. But uh, this movie was kind of a hit. Nope. No. Um, which is unbelievable. It's a year that the Tommy disrespect. Lee Jones. The year that Tommy Lee Jones won for Best Supporting Actor for um, The Fugitive was this, which, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's you fine, know. but, like, that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, he wasn't even nominated. It was kind of a stacked year for that, but it, as far as names go, but it wasn't even – he wasn't even nominated. Um, $25 million budget. I think this came in over budget um, and kind of delayed – uh, but it made nearly $60 million, and it made so much more money on on rewatch uh, as well. It made uh, – it, it, it is a TNT, AMC, USA banger, as I like to say. But also, everyone – if you had a VHS set, you own this film. Uh-huh. I can almost guarantee it. Uh so yeah, I also got four dollars out of me yesterday because I bought it on <laughs> rented it on Apple TV Plus like an idiot. <laughs> Apparently, it is free on Amazon. IMBD TV, technically, you know how Amazon owns that. That throws some movies yeah. over there. To, I don't know, try to push that platform, but it's free with ads on that. Um, Rotten Tomatoes actually higher reviews than you would think. Seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, ninety four percent from audiences. Obviously, people love this movie. Um, if you're seeking a stylish modern Western with a solid story and well-chosen ensemble cast, Tombstone is your Huckleberry. Great review. Great synopsis. You don't always get those. But uh, you are guest, BDC. Give us a review, what you think about the movie. And uh, we do letter grades, A-plus through F-minus. So go ahead. I, um, I'm pretty sure you already know my grades will be A-plus because <laughs> I, I, I love the movie so much. Um Honestly, I think it's one of the best modern westerns we've seen. Um, because really, 
really since Tombstone, I don't really think there's been any like Western that's not been had like some kind of a comedy or an anime type thing to it, in my opinion. But there's just so much to it I, that you know I thought I had so much I want to talk about, but now it's all escaping me because you know I'm in the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, I love it so much. Like from my biggest takeaway from it is it always seemed like no matter what Wyatt tried to do. Everything always followed him. Bassett always seemed to follow Wyatt from when he killed the guy in Dodge City and why he got out of law, law enforcement, whatever. And then he went to Tombstone with his family and to get away from that life. And then it just came it came with him, you know, with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it ended, you know, you know, it cost him his younger brother, Morgan, it cost him his life. Um and what some people don't realize is that his other brothers, I can't remember the names, were in Tombstone. While they didn't, they weren't at the OK Crow shootout. They were with right. him on his um, his crusade that he was on, or his, or his doc called it his reckoning. Um, but it's just, it's just one of those things that he just it always followed him, and uh, this one was just destined for shit, shit life basically. I think. Yeah, well. <laughs> What and, you said, you were telling us though that this is sort of a movie that you, this is your Christmas movie, which is kind of a like a yes interesting way of, of watching this on Christmas. Well, how did that start? Um, it started basically uh, when it because it came out on Christmas Eve in '93, and I said I believe my dad went and saw it on opening night. Um, I could be mistaken not to actually ask him, but every year on Christmas Eve we we uh, we go to church, um, come home eat dinner, my open presents, all the ladies and everything and the kids, they go to one room at the house and watch Christmas movies and everything else. Well, my dad, my grandfather, and my uncle and I all go to another room and we watch Tombstone on Christmas Eve. Um, it's just... That's basically how this movie works. All the women yeah. go in the one room and do their thing and then all the guys <laughs> yeah. go and have shoot I think that's how, I think that's how Christmas Eve go, Christmas goes for everyone, really. Um, yeah. And so it's like people say, Brent, what are you watching on Christmas Eve? I watch Tombstone. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's just what we do. You gotta and watch people like, get killed in the street on Christmas Eve. It's oh, spreading yeah. the Christmas spirit. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, like last year with Co or uh, the year before last with COVID and everything, we really couldn't have him gathering. So it was my dad and I, or like I don't even think my dad watched. So I went and watched Tombstone by myself. It's one of those like almost like it became a tradition when I was in high school and I've just kind of carried it through. And so it's just something I love doing. It's just how I can connect with my dad more. And if my uncle's in town, I can connect with him and my, of course my grandfather. Where does this compare to you? Like, because there's a weird bridge here, and we'll get to the other reviews in a second, but seeing as you watch this and I assume a bunch of other Westerns too, but like uh, where does this bridge for you? Because this is like a weird bridge between, you know, like old John Wayne westerns, and even even like Clint Eastwood westerns, to sort mm-hmm. of more like even modern day westerns. And I had a big article on the harder they fall about how westerns sort of died for a minute. But like, where does like where does this stand for you? And like, how does this compare to like sort of those older movies and stuff? If you were to give me a top five, as much as I love this movie, I would have to rank it at five below uh, the John Wayne movies because you know it's it's John Wayne. Yeah. You know, John Wayne, I mean, I think my top five would be Tombstone, El Dorado, um, True Grit. Um, I think Hellfighters is another good John Wayne movie. And then um, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly would be my number okay. one, honestly. As much as I love Tombstone, 
I can't rank it above John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. It's just one of those those guys are they spent their careers doing those movies and for one movie of guys that have haven't done westerns that makes sense. Um I can't rank it above those. Yeah. Um Dex, you were you were pointing out this movie and so you give it an A plus. Dex, where do you sit on this movie? You uh you said it, it, it you, something bully. I feel like somebody bullied you a few years ago into watching this or something. I remember that like <laughs> specifically. You're like, fine, I'll watch an older movie, and it's like in '93. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've only seen this movie one time before yesterday, and it was because it was during like I don't remember what year it was. Pretty recently, during like one of the national championship games, Alabama was playing, and it was like super obvious Alabama was gonna win. And me and a bunch of other Ben Twitter people were like, nah, that sounds lame. Let's do something else. And so we all agreed to like live tweet watching Tombstone at the same time, like instead of watching the like first three quarters of the national championship game. So that was the first time I had ever seen it. All of my like Baylor Twitter friends who were like, you know, 30 plus white dads. They love, <laughs> they love Tombstone. Oh, this you is gotta a watch white it. You dad's watch movie. This is oh, right up there with Top Gun. Oh, yeah. they Top heat guns, it up. It's like the fugitive. It's like white dad catnip. <laughs> yeah, that like thirty plus Baylor Twitter dad demographic, like they fucking love Tombstone, and so they made me watch it. And I was like, this is pretty good. I'm having a good time. And then I didn't watch it again after that. But like, I obviously like Val Kilmer stuck with me that whole time, and like a couple of the other lines from it. So then I come back and rewatch it for the podcast, and like. We're a little more critical on the podcast, not like super like academic, little nerdy critics or whatever, but like, you know, we're a little more critical. And I was like, hmm, I don't like this movie as much as I did the first time. <laughs> like it's a it's a tad too long. And they just had no idea what to do with the women in the story. Like the movie just stops every single time a woman comes on screen. They're just like, We're gonna pause, we're gonna pause the movie right now. <laughs> Yeah. Don't worry the about the story. Here come the women. We didn't forget. Don't like... we have a we have like, a lot of all story the characters act out of character too. They're like, oh, a woman. Like, they're just like, mm-hmm. A woman. Wow. Yeah, it's like we're gonna run around and shoot up like all these other cowboys and shit. Oh shit, a woman's on the scene. Gotta stop. Everyone stop. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they just didn't need to have this in here. They could have taken all of this out. Like, yeah. I understand, like, it's, like, part of it is, like, based on reality and, like, Wyatt Earp's real love life and all this other stuff. But it's, like, you know, who cares? We're here to see, you know, Val Kilmer talking shit and for Kurt Russell to shoot some dudes. Like, we don't need uh-huh. this love triangle situation then, going on. First, yeah, Sam Elliott, and they're just being amazing, you know? Yeah. Love Sam Elliott. The, Incredible. Sam Elliott, grandma. who's been the same age my entire life. <laughs> oh, my God. He is the same age here as he is in the Bradley Co- – in the uh, – what do you call it? A Star is Born, yeah. Yeah, he's the same age. How is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. This movie is about to be 30 years old, and Sam Elliott hasn't changed a single bit. Still yeah. doing the same shit. <laughs> but, yeah, obviously, like – I think I compare this movie to like a movie like Goodfellas, where you watch it and you're like, "This is amazing! I love so many of these scenes. This is super dope." You watch it all the way through and you're like, "Yeah, this is amazing." And then after you watch it that first time all the way through, you can probably get by just watching like your favorite clips on YouTube. Like you don't need to go back and rewatch all of Goodfellas. 
You know what I'm saying? You can go back and just Disagree. watch the, the funny how scene or like any of the other scenes and get like the same effect. And I, I feel can... that same way about this movie. I definitely can't agree that like the train station scene, you can always go back and watch that scene where yeah, where Wyatt kills Stillwell and he spurs Ike. As well as, you know, there, I think there's a lot of things with Ike. Hell's coming with him! Me. Hell's so, coming with me! Whenever uh, Oklahoma State football comes out their home games, they actually put that part of that scene <laughs> on, the, on the big screen. goes, you tell them I'm coming, hell's coming with me. So they do that, the fight song hits, and the, t- the team comes running out the tunnel. It's one of the, which I find it's kind of stupid in my opinion, because the Cowboys are the bad guys in the movie. <laughs> I never claimed us Okies are smart, but you know, as I found it funny. Yeah, um, I feel you on that, but yeah, I would say like this movie's probably like a like a B minus overall, but it's got a couple of like A plus scenes in it, and you're probably better off like watching it the one time all the way through, and then going with like the watching the A plus scenes on their own, unless you're. Like Brent, you're just gonna watch it every single year. <laughs> uh-huh. Teach, you love this movie, right? I I do love this movie, but I would agree with Dex that I usually I don't go rewatch. I just go rewatch the scenes I like. The scene I really like is when he they first he first takes over the little uh, poker thing and he's got to get the guy out. And he's just yeah. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> wow, sorry. Uh, that's my favorite scene. So I find myself watching that scene on YouTube more. That scene and the scene where there's like the standoff with the Cowboys for the first time with Val Kilmer, and they're both he's doing like the gun tricks, and Val Kilmer's just looking at. It. I just uh-huh. love those two scenes. But uh, this is a, I mean, it's like a perfect western. I I, I like westerns, uh, and this one is just the way that it's written and the way that they kind of tell the story is just so cool. It is absolutely forty minutes longer than it should be. Uh, it's kind of ambling at the beginning, and I definitely agree that every time a woman walks on the scene, like the movie is just like, "Why? What are we doing this for?" And it's not the women's fault. Like it's not. It's like the movie is too. It's like we like the shooting scenes and the scenes where violence is happening or about to happen. But other than that, like everything else in this movie is just kind of like you know you you want to watch it once so you know the story, but then you really don't have to watch any of that stuff. I mean, the stuff with like his wife who's like uh, addicted to the. Who was on crack? Who was yeah. literally um, on crack. Long opium. <laughs> and then he has another love interest that he's like pursuing. Like it's just like we didn't need any of that. We could have cut that and saved ourselves some time. But the violent, the, the shootout scenes are amazing. The way this film opens with the misquoted Bible verse in Spanish is just incredible. Like it's just a very compelling way to start a movie. Uh this is fun. I would give it like a I don't know, I'll give it like a B, but I love it. I don't want y'all to think that a B is bad. I, I I love this film, but it's not like a... There are flaws with the movie for sure, but it's fun. And touch, a, touch on what TJ said. When Wyatt walks into the Pharaoh to break up the Pharaoh game, y'all realize that was Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, it's Fat table. Billy yes. Bob. Yes, yeah. Fat Billy Bob. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's you gotta do something or you just gotta stand there and bleed. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, go ahead, do it. Smoke that skin. Uh, All right. Skin that smoke wagon. Skin, skin that, that smoke wagon. See what I was like, what the fuck does that mean? That's amazing. It literally means nothing, but it sounded so fire, so it works like Well, and then it's just Billy Bob Thornton being like <laughs> like you're making me nervous. You're playing like jumpy sons of bitches. I'll blow you well, up I'm that scared. wildcat. Oh, yeah. I can tell you're scared. Like, it's just 
It's just incredible content. I don't, have, seem so I don't have to go to field to get the bulge on a tub like you. That a fact? That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, it, it, it is. It is, It is the the most flawed, compelling movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I feel like it is supremely flawed and supremely rewatchable and the most fun on screen. Like, like it just it feels like most of the people when they were making this movie maybe outside of kurt russell because the whole like behind the scenes stuff is wild with this the 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 rewatchables which is a better version of this podcast and uh one that has like actual funding uh is is uh just a better (laughs) a better version of this podcast they did a whole like sort of retrospective of this movie and yeah it just seems like everyone's having fun but the whole thing with this movie is like, why is this? This is quintessentially like just guys being dudes. The movie, like this is guys being dudes. The western, mm-hmm. which yeah. most westerns are, but like it is like because the guy who was set to direct this, or who secretly directed it, is George P. Cosmatos. And if you don't know, he directed Rambo Two and Cobra. So like the Sylvester Stallone shoot 'em up movies. And half of this movie, when, like the back half of this movie, when they're running around trying to just hunt down the cowboys and shoot them in the back of the head, and they're having shootouts, and that's all him. This is, that's like, they wanted to make like a, like a, a Rambo movie in the middle of this Western. And what it was supposed to originally be was like more Dances with Wolves, which is Kevin Jari. Um, who I believe wrote, he wrote like glory and he, the, this was like a passion project of his. He really wanted to write this. It, it, that's what he wanted to do. Imagine they said they wanted to make the Godfather of Westerns, which this, this ain't. Yeah. So, so they fired him. He was over budget and then they bring in uh Cosmatos and he's basically a director in name only. Like they basically give it to, to Kurt Russell to, and they, and he says, I'll do it, but like, I don't want my name on it at all. And yada, yada, yada. There's a whole like sort of interview that he says all this stuff and he directs the film in secret. And so it, you can tell where like, where like they're given conflicting notes and like the editing is weird and it's just all over the place. And the woman's storyline is super problematic and bad. <laughs> and like just so whack. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it really is like, it really is, for lack of a better term, it really is like, this bitch won't let me fuck this other woman because he's on drugs <laughs> and I feel bad. <laughs> like, it's just like, anyway, just, it basically is like, dude, and every guy in the theater is like, yeah, like, I didn't like. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe she's on opium, and it's just like, yeah, she has like a problem that you need to fix, and like basically, (laughs) like basically, it's like it makes you almost like wish that she would get out of the way so he can go be with his like cheat on his wife with this actor lady, and it's just Uh like that's a whole weird storyline. But on top of all of that, it's just character. It's just a thousand character actors and Kurt Russell throwing 110 miles an hour like val kilmer is getting every single line that val kilmer says is an absolute bar 
It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single line. He doesn't like miss one line. It's like the, the writer was like, I got to give Doc Holliday everything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so he gave him all the ones like Kurt Russell has a few ones. One of my favorites being like when, <laughs> when he arrests wild bill or whatever his name is, uh, curly bill, curly bill. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he just said, Lawman, you get out of the way, and he goes, "I'll you die first, get it?" Which is the best line in this. Like, if you said yeah. that to somebody, he's like, "Not before I make your head into a canoe." Is the one of the wildest lines I think I've ever yeah. heard in my entire life. That and then, like the gunfight at the OK Corral is fantastic. Obviously, um, the it turns into like really just the back half of this movie is wild. It's like. 20 it, it, like the whole the the remaining 45 minutes of this movie after his brother dies is literally like a manhunt for the entire back half of this movie and it uh-huh. doesn't slow down until the very end when they're like oh and all the in like uh doc holiday died <laughs> like that's when the movie slows down <laughs> yeah uh, okay, okay but yeah there's just a there's like half of this movie that you could have cut out but all that to be said Everyone's throwing 110 miles an hour. Val Kilmer obviously should have been like gotten way more credit for this movie. I think he did. I think critics liked it at the, at the start. And I will say that, uh, I will say this, all of the mustaches and facial hair are real. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's incredible. And I actually, I read the evening. I give this a B plus. Sorry. I give it a B plus. And yeah, you know, I read this evening that apparently before they cast Val Kilmer, I guess they wanted Willem Dafoe at first to, to play Doc. Oh my Holy shit, I would like to see that movie anyway. I would like oh, to see that. Absolutely. <laughs> there is and a then, so go ahead. Yeah. And then at the OK Corral, I don't know if you guys noticed I noticed it uh last year when I was watching it. The OK Corral, when Doc has the uh the double barrel, I don't know if you noticed, he shoots it three times and doesn't reload. He oh, there's it. a ton of that in there too, where they're yeah. shooting like six Great. shooters. And I times. get the whole six shooters and the whole thing. <laughs> but for me, as the double barrel, he shoots it once in the air. He shoots the one guy, then he instantly shoots another. And for me, that's one of that that's the pet peeve of mine. I get again, I get the, the six shooters. That's just you see that in every movie. You see that in even movies today when they've got Glocks that hold you know 14 rounds and they they blow through 30 rounds like that. But mm-hmm. that's just a. I guess the one pet peeve I have about the movie, and this was when I noticed it, the movie had been like perfect up until that point when I noticed it. I wish I'd never noticed had it. it. Had it been perfect? <laughs> well, for me, it, it kind of had been just one of those, you know, I don't know. Oh, the other thing that like kind of pissed me off about, uh, I felt like just a waste of a storyline was the actor dude. They were just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's here. They're- He's kind of Billy Zane, by the way. Now he's dead. Billy Zane. He's kind of gay, and now he's dead. Mm -hmm. I really wish they would have shown us the whole robbery part where the Cowboys try to take his watch or whatever, you know. And you know, because they just they just roll up and he's dead. I'm like, yeah, they explain it. I kind of wish they would have. Yeah, out of all the all the stuff that they chose to cut out of the movie, they cut that part out. Right. Yeah. Um. There's like there's like a whole like twelve minute, um, whole twelve minute the theater scene or whatever, where they do like three plays. <laughs> like, you can, come on. Yeah, we really yeah, didn't need could, to have that many of the plays. Like, you could have just had just her, where you know, 
revealing herself as the devil, that whole thing, then you could have moved on, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then it's like then they they go and they do the whole picnic in the park scene and uh, wow. ride horses. <laughs> Didn't need it at all. Get it out when, of here. When he, Don't when he first when he first meets her, literally her her uh, horses in heat. So literally their first conversation is yeah. about how, like her horse is literally in heat. And it's just like and how his horse wants to fuck her, own, fuck her. <laughs> yeah, it's really like. Boo. Like it's basically like they write that woman as like the platonic idea of a woman or not a platonic idea, like the, the masculine version of a woman where it's like all she wants to do is get room service and have sex. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. It's like if he, I like men. If that don't make me a lady, then I must not be a lady. It's like, damn, she's basically like, Yeah, you can get the pussy right now if you want. <laughs> like, and it's like literally she's very upfront about that. That's like every man's dream. This hot yeah. woman literally leads with the fact of like, oh, I would fuck you right now. Like, if you wanted to, <laughs> if you weren't, it's the man, wild if it wasn't your wife. Then, and then just she like, says, wait, after wait. she talks about how much she likes sex, she's like, was that woman your wife? It's like, oh, you asked that afterwards? Like, you've already offered this yeah. guy sex, basically. Now you're concerned? About that? So, yeah, is we'll fuck while the horses fuck off to the side, too. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it yeah, just... his, his wife in this movie, I was just like, this is a fucking whack, like, First of all, she didn't like get to do anything. You don't really like when they just send her off to, to get off high basically the whole time with, with Sam Ellie. <laughs> like, there was no need like, for this. <laughs> well, the history of that is actually kind of just is actually kind of concerning because it 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 really is like um like she died a while after uh we are getting some weird things in the chat right what now. What are we getting in the chat, guys? <laughs> getting Which some chat? We no, got some the, porn bots. Oh. Got to block the porn bots in the in the group. Come on, Apollo. Anyway, uh, get, get get it together, Des. Yeah, get it together. Get it together. The um, but yeah, they the the whole thing about that is kind of concerning. Where it's like uh, where it's like she died years after they left Tombstone, like eighty eight or something. So basically, like. He just kind of ran off with this woman. I mean, and they weren't technically married, but they're like common law. They've been together common for years. Yeah. yeah. And then she died still like of a drug overdose. <clears throat> and basically the woman uh, who he ended up with from the, you know, Josephine, and I think is her name, mm-hmm. who yeah. she ended up with, like kind of did her part to try and erase her from Wyatt Earp's legend, basically for like yeah. kind of made it, her goal to like erase her from his legend but it um it is the most i put on twitter it's the most unintentionally funny ending of a movie ever when they're going and he meets her in colorado or wherever and it's snowing and they're dancing he says we'll get room service and they're dancing and it's hopeful music and it said and it says Josephine died of a drug overdose. And, or Maddie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Maddie, Maddie died of a drug Ma- overdose. Maddie died of a drug overdose. And then Wyatt Earp died in 1929. It's just like, I what Clanton. is this? <laughs> Ike Clanton was killed in a bank robbery. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's just a wild sort of ending where they're all, ha, 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 ha. Maddie died of a drug overdose. And it's just like, what is this? <laughs> you know, but, and, and the thing, too, is that, like, Apparently, uh, Josephine, the the theater lady, was the common law wife of the the like 
dude that was running the town, basically. <laughs> and I oh, was really? like, don't mention that um, in this movie. Behan. So they was both out here wilding. Crazy. Can't fucking stand Sheriff Behan. I didn't Think. understand quite like his. I guess he was part of the gang, though. He's like the most stereotypical corrupt government official you could you could see. Like he said, was that he ran the lock commission? He was sheriff. He ran uh, something called the anti Chinese <laughs> and he was also like the fire fire department or whatever. And then he was in with the cowboys, so it's like the most he's the most stereotypical corrupt government official you see in movies. It was really funny yeah, because it's like, was like something the Monopoly pop, man. Something would pop <laughs> yeah. off and he'd be like, Hey, that that's city business, that ain't county business. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know this until tonight. Also, you know, how they show up when Curly Bill shoots Fred Wyatt and Fred Wyatt dies at the street. I didn't know this, but Fred Wyatt actually survived being shot and testified basically on Curly Bill's behalf that the gun was a hair trigger and there were no witnesses. And that's how, that's how, and he said, and evidence proved that the gun had a hair trigger, and that's how then he died. Like a couple weeks later, he died after that from complications from the shooting. He testified for the guy that shot him. In a sense, basically, if I read it right, he basically testified that that yes, there were no witnesses, but that the gun apparently had a hair trigger, and that's how Curly Bill got off. It wasn't that Grant, that Judge Spicer, who was also corrupt that he was he didn't do that at and there was no witness intimidation by the cowboys no that was insinuated way. in the movie no yeah. way i would like if if dex shot me and it was accidentally <laughs> like my fault like i walked in into his house unannounced or something like, <laughs> i'm still like being like no you're going to jail yeah, buddy even if i even if i'm not like snitching i'm not <laughs> defending you <laughs> no hell no no i'm not going to court and be like you know what you know what? My fault. Shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. And I still have fucking injuries from this shooting. Like, yeah. Sitting in a wheelchair and it's like, oh, it's all good. <laughs> and then also um, the line, yo, I got you now, you son of a bitch. That's actually historically accurate. That's a, That was actually said during the shootout. It's corroborated where Fort Dox says, you're a daisy if you do. Yeah. And he goes, I got you now, you son of a bitch. And that was actually said during between Doc and the other guy. It is kind of really wild. interesting what they decided to make true and like what they were just like, nah, fuck that. We don't need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I make this point all the time and I'm going to keep making it because it keeps being true. Being alive before like 1975 looks absolutely awful. Just like everything about being alive in the city of Tombstone at this time sounds like the worst shit ever. <laughs> the only reason your town can continue to exist it's because these three random brothers showed up out of the clear blue sky and were like, I guess we can go kill some cowboys for y'all now. Like, uh-huh. that, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Otherwise, it would just be like, just people getting shot in the street just every fucking day. And the anti oh, you know it guy s- smelled vibing. Like, oh, smelled absolutely. Like garbage, too. <laughs> smelled <laughs> like garbage. It's hot. Everybody stank. Like, Nobody looks like they shower in this whole film. Like, it's just, it would smell awful. I know it's stinking there. They, uh, they, I mean, they shoot. He, uh, what's his face gets shot in the arm. Um, 
Virgil. His brother. Yeah, Virgil Earp gets shot in the arm. And they're basically like, hey, you can't use that arm anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, happens today, but, like, rarely. Oh, and then Virgil still went on to be a sheriff somewhere later on. I think they mentioned yeah, that the very one end. Arm. <laughs> yeah, one-armed sheriff. Like, okay. That, I guess that works. Yeah. Um, he moved our, to some other town that needed it. All right. So, what do we think about um, what do we think about Val Kilmer, our our guy in this movie? Teach. He's incredible. He 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 goes crazy. Him and Kurt Russell both drop thirty five. Like they both just put on such great performances, and they work so well on screen together. It's just I I, I love the performance. Yeah, I, I, it, it felt like it felt like he, everyone else was like spreading out and letting him isolate, you know, or that makes sense. You know, like it was just like he was just calling ISO. Like he's in the game for like twenty five minutes. He's like, he's like, I got to get my shots up, and everybody and Kurt Russell was like, Hey, hey, he's hot. Like back off. You know what I mean? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like> Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Yeah, it really feels like it really felt like oh he has it tonight, you know what I mean? Like and I feel like I feel like you in this movie you can stop and like kind of pick out like other people are stopping to watch what he does in this movie. You know what I mean? I don't know. Dex, did you freeze? Thank you. Oh no. Uh Dex, we gotta get you're getting a PS5. We gotta get better internet, buddy. I know. Oh man. Shit. Well, he can't get better. He spent all his money on the PS5. Probably. That's true. Yeah. He can upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> now, what what's your missing? favorite? No, I was just saying we we're talking about Val Kilmer's performance. Like, what was was it something that stood? Was did it st- stand out to you the first time that you watched it, and did it like change it all the second time that you've watched it now? Yeah. So what, the first time I watched this, obviously. The only things that I had like heard from this movie was like I'm your Huckleberry, or like Val Kilmer is just the I'll goat. Oh my god, look at Val Kilmer! Yeah, and so I was looking out for that the first time I watched it, and I was like, everyone is absolutely right, he's amazing. Then I watched it the second time, and I was like, holy shit, I forgot just how amazing this dude was. Didn't miss the entire time. It felt like watching Clay Thompson like put up 37 and a quarter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude feels like literally just could not miss, and he wasn't on the screen that much until like the very end of the movie but like in the opening parts of it i was like there needs to be more val kilmer in this he literally hasn't missed a shot this entire time every line is just fucking hits and like when he's in the the uh the bar casino deal with uh with ringo and they're like talking shit in latin i was like this is incredible content i love that was it was incredible content oh i need more of this yeah like just Two dudes the, are talking shit to each other in Latin. Come on, this is dope. Vino Vertas is just such a. It's so, it's so perfect. It's such a perfect. The way he delivers this is so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to know Latin to understand where the what he's saying and where the scene is going. It's just incredibly dope. Uh, he can he can literally give you bars in two different languages. That's just incredible. <laughs> and and it's literally just like a dead language to stun on you in. Like, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> And it, it, it's also just like every, like I said, every single thing that he's delivering is one of those things where it's like, it's said with conviction, but it's also like the craziest shit you've ever heard in your entire life. And he's like, 
He's like, I got two guns, one for each one for of you. each of you. It's just like, <laughs> you, know, you drunk piano player can't even steal. I got two guns, one for each of you. And it, and the and just the funniest thing too. And he's like, just has some of this stuff where he's like, where's Wyatt? Down by the creek, walking on water. Walking on water. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just a rock, such a rock solid performance and just, like I said, uh, just a huge fastball in the middle of this sort of uneven movie, which is crazy that like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it because everybody else is sort of like, what's his, I keep saying, what's his face? Is one of the, like, uh, Sam Elliott's doing Sam Elliott, you know, mm-hmm. Bill Paxton, who is sort of a, a bigger act, becomes a bigger actor in his own right. Not very good in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was so whack. He he's basically so he's he's basically like getting an open corner three and passing up that look. You know what I mean? Like he's just like <laughs> he's just like Wyatt. What do you think? You know. So mm-hmm. it's it's just a weird sort of uh, you know. Brent, what did you think about uh, his his performance? And obviously, like you know, what's funny about what's funny about Doc Holliday is that you always think of these guys. Oh, they were so old. Like yeah, like Doc Holliday was like thirty when he yeah. died, like thirty six or something. When he, I think you know. Yeah. Like, what did you think about his performance? I think it was fantastic. Um, and I mentioned earlier how Willem Dafoe was cat was potentially suggested cast, but I don't think anyone could have really topped playing Val uh, Doc other than Val Kilmer. Um, I think he's just one of those. He's one of the actors. He's perfect for that type of role. And just again, the the way he delivered his lines from "I got two guns, one for each of you," you know, of course, the famous "I'm your Huckleberry." Um, there's just so much that he did that was just perfect that he played played off and how you know how he was in his 30s when he died from obviously tuberculosis and you and he laughs at the very end when he looks down and his boots are off you know he'd always said he was going to die with his boots on and that's why he chuckles at the very end it's because i'll be damned yeah i'll be damned everything and he because he's dying with his boots off but val is perfect for that role and it is sort of almost a heartbreaking character too at the very end because he's just like, because he's just like, yeah, I got tons of friends. He's like, I don't, you know, it's mm-hmm. just sort of an interesting look at the character. But I mean, he's just so smooth throughout because the first thing he goes, you Doc Holiday, and this is what I'm going to start saying to people. If anybody ever asked me if, what my name is, that's the rumor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you teach, that's the rumor. <laughs> I think uh, one of the, the stupid things I started doing during the pandemic was uh, when you uh, when he introduces Wyatt introduces him to uh, Behan and goes, uh, "Sorry if I don't shake hands." Like yeah. I, I I would say during that. the pandemic, <laughs> forgive me if I don't shake hands. Forgive yeah. me if I don't shake hands. <laughs> okay, we got to talk about the villains in this movie because I think they actually do make the the movie. We talk about you know Wyatt Earp and. And all them, but the 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 unforgiving, relentless douchebag villains <laughs> are something that I love in in westerns. It's something yes. that like I absolutely adore in westerns. When somebody, it doesn't like I don't need like a bunch of three D characters and stuff like that. Sometimes with these just straight up western movies, where it's just like Powers Booth is just killing people at weddings and shooting people <laughs> in the middle of the street and doing opium. And kills mm-hmm. his brother, and he's just like, "Well, bye." Like it's just like it, <laughs> it's it's just mm, just chef's kiss. And then of course you got um, 
And then, of course, you have Michael Bean, who was, like, somehow not a bigger star. Like, he's in Terminator. He's, like, in Alien. You know, he's in all of these huge movies in the 80s and 90s. And he's, like, going almost toe-to-toe with Val Kilmer, too. Like... He was so good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this character. Very underrated, in my opinion. He's like, don't you got the guts, you bunch of slugs? Don't you have the guts to play it's for fun. blood? And he's just yelling and drunk and just, mm-hmm. like, incoherent. It really is, like, a really good character. And uh, just – but I love, like, the 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 – the curly mustache curling the mustache bad guy like putting a damsel in distress on train tracks bad guy <laughs> from like mm-hmm. powers booth and my powers only problem booth. with the villains in this movie is that they go out so so sad oh incredibly like, sad. oh yeah they just get curly washed. bill's death was so whack i was like what the fuck we did all this for an hour and a half <laughs> just for this man and he like just that. gets blasted by a double barrel <laughs> Yeah, he gets, he gets blasted by a double barrel. Not only that, but, like, fucking Wyatt Earp is basically, like, like Western Jesus just walking <laughs> through this r- creek in the middle of the open, no. and everyone just cannot hit him. <laughs> no! That, 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 <laughs> everyone else became a at that moment. Just, just awful. Everyone was like, uh, can't, can't hit him now. He's right here in front of me. Can't do it. We were about to kill him when he was hiding behind a rock, but now that he's standing <laughs> literally in the middle of all of us, well, out no. the open, can't hit him. <laughs> no, no, it's just like good. Work. Yeah, it it really the fuck is. Was that? And I think they kind of set it up because, like, you know, it, they've been having and Michael B. Johnny Ringo and Doc Holliday have kind of been having this back and forth, tit for tat, the entire movie. So that's like that ends up being sort of the bigger scene, which is funny because it's like, you know, he didn't kill your family member. Like he, they killed Wyatt Earp's brother and he kind of kills him. And then there's like 30 minutes left in this movie. (laughs) There's keeps going. Yeah. There's 30 minutes. like, yeah, Ringo's going to be the big bad. Ringo's the real big bad. And it's like, nah, this scene is over. Like we're done. Yeah. Well, like you know what uh what Clay Bill says when he Ringo's drunk says Lord have mercy or uh what this outfit's gonna look like when Ringo runs it or whatever and he was right, you know. When Curly Bill died, Ringo took over and it wasn't long yes, I know they were after them, but it wasn't long till the Cowboys were finished under Ringo because Ringo really was was a psychopath in my opinion. Just doing everything to try to preserve it but also killing it at the same time. Teach what do you think? No, go ahead. Like... How how long a period are we talking about here? Because this movie feels like it happens over the course of like two weeks, but this had to be like a several year period, right? <laughs> I feel like it has to. I think he's in Tombstone. They're like, and obviously, like a lot of it. You know, what's funny is that a lot of this is obviously fictionalized, like no dub. But like, they're I think they're in Tombstone from like I don't know seventy nine to like 81 or something like that and Uh something like that and like it it really is like yes morgan Earp does die like he actually died in real life after being shot by these and he he goes and he does hunt down these people but really he hunted down like three of them 
Uh-huh. And, and it didn't yeah. take it didn't take that long, I don't think. And uh, and then they basically kind of like disbanded. They're already a loose group of cowboy like to begin with. And then you know he hunted down like three of them in this movie. They kill like thirty people. Yeah, it felt like they were literally spinning the block every day, like looking for more <laughs> cowboys to kill. They were just like, I right, going to other towns every to kill them. Day, we're taking more of y'all. Like, you gotta respect we it. We gotta get I it mean, back in blood. Like walking into opium dens and like barber shops oh, and yeah, shooting these he people. He puts the, the gun in the dude's mouth. He thinks it's a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> but you would, you would think the Cowboys, if this was all taking place in Tombstone and not surrounding areas like Prescott and other places, you would think the Cowboys would get the memo, hey, she stay the fuck away from Tombstone if we want to live. You know? <laughs> nah. Like, we getting cooked out here. We we moving. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, see, what did you think about like the villains and the performances and all that? I, I'm with Roy, and I really love the flat cowboy villain like I, he's just menacing and mean for no reason and there's no backstory and they're just pieces of shit and they're just like we are here to focus on the heroes of this story we are not here to focus on the villains of the story so it doesn't like if you're looking at it from just like a critical perspective you could say that the characters are flat but like i think that it makes it in genre like sometimes that's what westerns are a lot of times that's what westerns are and i think they serve their purpose they're just like meat bags that are in the way of our hero accomplishing his goals and they gotta all be exterminated turn it up like i i want to see him get it back (laughs) in blood every time so it's it's amazing it's it's fun it's a fun ride but who care i don't care that i don't care about the villains like i'm they're they're just they're targets bro let's get them out of here and you know you have you have powers booth who's doing his best like his his best like yes good like sort of villain impression (laughs) and like but then you got like then you got like, uh, oh, Stephen Lang as Ike Clanton, the biggest coward this side of the Mississippi. Oh is my like, gosh! Is like, he's reportedly like actually drunk this the entire filming of this movie, <laughs> and like it, it is. In the chat, bro. We're getting loud. Yeah, bro, we're, we're getting, getting all multi, the bots. We uh, multi-level marketing schemed right now. But um, you ain't popping until you got bots in the Twitch chat. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you want to make money? Do you like rock and roll music? Sign up for our. Uh, anyway, um, no, I just think the Twitch chat. Yeah, I just think that that character and then the Stephen, like Fat Stephen Lang, the guy. If you don't know who Stephen Lang is, if you're just listening to the podcast, he's the bad dude from Avatar. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay, yeah. I try not to remember Avatar. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the he's the the he's most the, all right movie ever. By the way, <laughs> I didn't even realize that was young Stephen Lang. I that never even crossed my it mind. Is, yeah, it is young Stephen Lang, and he's sort of a coward in this movie. And every time, every time, Avatar, thank God. he goes to every time he goes to try and kill Wyatt Earp, Wyatt Earp gets to jump on him. It happens like three times where he's like, "No, wait, don't shoot me." Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I didn't mean it. And it don't really, kill me, Wyatt. It really is sort of. Please it really is me. dumb and funny. But um, yeah, Dex. Just to to say to say that living back then sucked is an understatement because uh, when you had to do gunfights from like five feet away, like they did at the OK Corral, that seems terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, also, how do you miss? When you're that yeah, 
guns must have been terrible, man. Which I get. Yes, must they were. Have. They were. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I nothing about living back then seems cool to me. Like as yeah. a regular person, because like not even if all. you're not involved in any of this at all, it's just like. Do you know how fucking loud gunshots had to have been back then? And like all y'all live like <laughs> all y'all live right here. Like people are dying every day. Ain't nobody cleaning up this blood. Like I'm just trying to read the Bible. Can y'all quiet it down? <laughs> oh we finally got a fucking theater in this godforsaken town. I wanna go listen to St. Crispin's Day speech or whatever. And these motherfuckers are shooting at the fucking the fucking actors and shit. Like this is whack. I hate it here. I'm I've, moving even further west to the middle I've of nowhere. To, again. I've been to Tombstone. We stopped in Tombstone on our way to uh, the Fiesta Bowl, a bowl that actually doesn't exist. But uh, <laughs> never, never heard of it. But uh, we stopped in Tombstone, buddy. There ain't nothing there. There ain't there ain't, there wasn't anything there ever. But like you go and you kind of look at the set design of this movie and you look at it looks pretty accurate actually the way that they did it. But you go into some of those buildings that are still up, like where the OK Corral, you know, where they where that woman's taking a picture and Stephen Lane's character goes in and tries to shoot him through the window and everything like that. That mm-hmm. actually looks like that. That's still up. Like you can go see it and like in the theater and everything else. You kind of walk around. There are bullet holes and everything. And they'll point them out. They got it marked on the wall. They're like, this is where a bullet hole was. And then Holy shit. There's just everywhere. This just riddled with bullet holes. <laughs> This whole town. Wait, who who won that Fiesta Bowl game? Who won that game? Uh, it doesn't I'm exist. I don't familiar. know what you're talking about. Which one? Which one are we talking about? <laughs> are you talking I, about uh, when Oklahoma State beat Notre Dame? That yeah, or, or Oklahoma, Oklahoma State no, beat uh, Stanford. The, the year that Roy went to visit Tombstone, who won that Fiesta Bowl? It was canceled. It was canceled. They didn't play. In 2013, 14, it was canceled for COVID. (laughs) Canceled due to COVID. Didn't happen. Um, No, that was the year that, uh, for those uninformed, that was the year that uh, that made that was the game that made Blake Bortles a top five draft pick. I mean, so we kind it kind of worked out for us on the back end because it set the Jaguars back like six years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for for us Baylor Texans fans, like ten of us. But uh, one time you lose some. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's there's not a lot more that like I can say with this movie other than like it is Dex. That's such a good way of looking at it. Like, unless like you're watching it like. This is a movie that you can definitely go on, and when it's on TV, you can sit down and watch it. And past a certain point, you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch the rest of this movie." Uh-huh. But like, yeah, you can pick it up at any point. Y'all sound like olds because nobody watches movies on TV anymore, guys. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I have cable. <laughs> yeah, I got cable too. Yeah, you. Actually, when's I, the last I, time you watched a movie from TV? You don't do that, I, bro. You, I lied. I watched. Give it the future, I, olds. I have YouTube TV. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like after. After a point, it's like, okay, I don't really need to sit and watch this whole two-hour movie unless I have, like, literally nothing else to do. Or it's tradition, like, with Brent. But, like, this whole, like, two hours, not really worth watching repeatedly for me. There's a few scenes, or, like, even probably some compilations of scenes on YouTube, if I go look, that it definitely be worth watching, but uh-huh. not the whole movie. And I would say most of them actually, as, as slowly as it moves, are at the, like, the front you know, 
front third of this front hour of this movie, all the quotable lines and everything. Because like I said, the back half of this movie is them chasing down people yeah. on horses, mm-hmm. which I had kind of forgotten. It goes yeah. full Red Dead Redemption at a point. <laughs> just like... Yeah, RDR2 online is the whole second <laughs> half of the movie. Um, yeah, he's uh, like, tell him hell's coming with me. And then it's just a compilation of him spinning <laughs> the block <laughs> back in blood. And then they stop to be like, "Oh yeah, there was a woman here. Don't forget about her." <laughs> oh, like in the time, like when they take Doc to Hooker's Ranch because Doc almost died and everything. Then they continue to kill Ringo, then continue on with the crusade or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's like they they it's not, it is it's broken up. They go, they they kill Powers Booth. They Doc gets even more sick. They go, and I think it was just basically like, okay, we have Charlton Heston like under contract. Can we put him in this movie, please? And mm-hmm. like, and then so they put him in this movie, and then like he's like he's so sick he can't get out of bed, but somehow he shows up to kill Ringo before uh, Wyatt gets, gets there. And they like, got left from the same place. What 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 happened? On horses. <laughs> You know, and really, I think you could have ended it with killing Ringo. There was no need to go after the rest of the Cowboys because at that point they had no leader. They were pretty much going to be scattered and again leaderless. I feel like you know it should have ended. The Crusade should could have ended with Ringo, but it didn't. Yeah, and the, yeah, it, that's a really good point because then it's just like then he's like, I wasn't as sick as I let on. Like, what is what is that? And then they like shake hands and like go and kill other people. It's just, it really is. Sort of... <laughs> Can we talk about how many people Doc Holliday exposed to tuberculosis back then? <laughs> Think about had... Kate. Kate had to have died from TB at some point. Whole league is in health and safety protocol. <laughs> Everyone in that saloon that he's like coughing on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it... my God. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. The entire state of Arizona done. <laughs> it's an airborne disease, right? Like I'm not an idiot. It's like there's a, like you got a team center. There's an area. Oh, can't, don't go in that room. Doc was in that room years ago. We can't can't be sure. Years ago, yeah. <laughs> we gotta be safe. Make sure. Oh, we got to burn down Tombstone at this point, guys. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's supremely rewatchable. I think it, it definitely is like if you want to see the best parts, just go on YouTube. There's like a 10 minute compilation of it. Um, I could see why everyone loves this. To me, is this like one of the best Westerns ever? No. Will I watch it every single time? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, any parting thoughts before we get to our draft? I'm going to try to go watch one of those most useless, the most useless characters in this movie. That guy, Billy. Who just shows up at the end like those guys were my friends and then he's oh, like yeah. never seen again <laughs> then he goes back to we gotta have some law and he just rides off and we don't know what happens yeah. after that literally never seen again but <laughs> like, i guarantee you billy got gunned down in a shootout necessarily by the like, by someone trying to play sheriff i guarantee you that's <laughs> what happened um and real quick if y'all had to guess when wyatt Earp died They said 1929, right? We don't yeah. Have to guess. Okay. That's at the period. <laughs> I was, which is wild. Shocked, shocked by that. I was like, you could have told me that he died in 1893. And I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he saw motion pictures. He saw cars. Yeah, he saw World War I. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is, what is this? That, that blew my mind. I was like, there ain't no way. There ain't no way. 
like Man, Tease, what were you saying? I I I want to go watch one of those compilations. I've never watched it that way, but now I realize that's probably the superior way to watch this. Watch the 25 minutes of, of content that you want to see from this movie. I might go watch one of those. I might go see what that looks like because that, that would be a much better way to watch the movie. Yeah, I think you can find it online. Um, but yeah, that's everything that we have. Uh, some other notes. Oh, shit. We didn't talk about... <laughs> Uh, my favorite just random throwaway thing in this movie when they have the women just quietly sitting on the equal pay for equal work wagon. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, hey, yo, what? They just they gloss like, over that, that whole thing. <laughs> they're also like, suck rich. You know? Or how about when, uh, as they're going to the crowd, Morgan nearly ices that little kid. He goes, that? bang, 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 bang. And he draws, uh, almost draws on him. <laughs> Yeah, but I was uh, like, if they threw that into a like it's a random Western like this in 2022, so many people would be freaking the fuck out about them like trying to politicize this or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just chilling this 1993 movie. I was like, yo, what? That that is up there with my favorite throwaway line. I'm part of the anti Chinese party. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? That's a thing. That's a thing. Like, that and we care why. Yeah, it's like right, how many right. Chinese people were rolling through fucking Tombstone, Arizona that y'all had to start a whole league to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, we gotta get them out of here. This is a situation. <laughs> Any Western that I've seen from this, this and like Deadwood, or it's like there's like an opium den for some reason. Like, how is that? Yeah. Why? How much opium I mean, was what like, else running is there through? to do? Yeah, that's true. Enough. I, uh, <laughs> enough. Yeah, I this can shit understand. Sucks. We're getting high, baby. <laughs> We're out here mining for silver all day. I think I'm gonna have some whiskey and some opium. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a party. Hell yeah. Oh, one of my favorite lines that was that was just a throwaway line in here when uh when what's his face that ends up being Tom uh Thomas Hayden Church keeps asking him about like Camptown ladies or whatever, and he mm-hmm. and he just, uh, no, it's Frederick fucking Chopin. It's uh-huh. like one is <laughs> incredible. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, just the ending is just unintentionally one of the funniest things that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. And Maddie died of consumption, and you're just like, what? <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, when uh, Ringo and uh, uh, Doc Holiday or in the bar doing their like pistol whipping thing that they're doing. <laughs> I I couldn't help but think about that uh that Lonely Island song where it's like two impressive chick helicopter dick. I was just like yes. it's just helicopter pistol. <laughs> like, just like fl- whipping your pistol around like a dick and that'll impress every woman in the bar. That's amazing. Well there's multiple people in there they're like woo like that's the most entertainment they've had in days. <laughs> And it's like we might get shot at any second because, like, who knows? Yeah, you might actually pops off in here, but might accidentally pull that trigger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Uh, shout out to Tombstone, dope movie. Great, great to do this as a rewatchable. We hadn't done a rewatchable one uh, or a throwback review in a long time. I really, it was a good one to do. Um, All right, we're gonna do uh, best shootout scenes in movies or best shootouts in movies. Uh, right after this ad break from Apollo Houston. 
And now let's do best shootouts in movies. Let's go. Uh, Brent, Dex, yeah. Royden, Tiege. Brent, Dex, Royden, Tiege. All right. Best shootouts in movies. First round pick. First pick. 1 1. Let's go, BDC. What do we want? Um, okay, Corral shootout. Okay, Corral from this movie? Yes. Just obviously. I just thought, love the movie <laughs> and everything. Yeah. Uh we also didn't we also didn't talk about how um that why that, that a full Wyatt Earp movie came out literally right after this movie. Yes. It's yeah, only- literally the next year. That- that movie explains more of the history and the story of obviously Wyatt Earp, and I I haven't seen it in a few years. I need to go back and rewatch it, but it's one that just tells so much more about what happened than Tomb than what you see in Tombstone. At least in my opinion, from the last time I saw it, it's even longer than this. And what was yes. funny is that Kevin Costner was, and I meant to say this during the podcast, but Kevin Costner was supposed to be in Tombstone. Mm-hmm. They didn't make the movie that he was wanting to make, which was the Wyatt Earp sort of sprawling dances with wolves sort of epic thing, which yeah. and then that Wyatt Earp came out and everybody was like, this sucks. That tanked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like a 30 something on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Gunfight at the OK Corral from Tombstone. Dex. All right. I'm going to go with one of the most iconic shootouts of all time. I'm going to go and say hello to my little friend from Scarface. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> that shit is just so fucking dope. Just watching Tony Montana, like, have his last stand, basically, in this, like, mountain of cocaine in, like, this beautiful mansion in Miami. Like, it's timeless. Everyone knows that quote. Everyone knows that scene. Scarface is not that great a movie overall, but that scene, fucking fire every single time. He gets shot a thousand times. <laughs> he was too real to die, bro. He was too real. Like it's just getting uh-huh. uh, nuts. It really is the most He's over like, the top movie. Hey, I know I'm about to go out because it's like thirty of y'all and one of me. But hey, fuck it, I'm gonna take some of y'all with me. Let's go. See y'all in hell. Let's let's get it. I uh, I'm gonna get got, but I'll get got more than I get got though. Or what is it? I forget. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm going to get mine more yeah, than I get. Shout out to Lynch. Yeah. Um, all right. My pick. I'm going to go with. Uh, some would say the first gunfight scene, but the uh, the gunfight scene from John Wick in the club is. When you saw that for the first time in theaters or on a lot of people watched it on on streaming. Changed the genre. It was like. <laughs> It was nuts. It like redefined who Keanu Reeves was for like a whole new. Uh-huh. I was gonna say Keanu Ration, uh, but generation. <laughs> and, uh, and it, yeah, that was I, that was a weird slip. But yeah, it like when he's like rolling around people and like killing people in the middle of everyone dancing and that techno music is going off. Oh, it's just so good. I may go rewatch that here in a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Tiege, two picks. Okay, I got two amazing picks left on the board. I'm glad that this draft has worked out the way it has. First, I'm taking probably the most iconic movie shootout of all time, which is the downtown L.A. movie shootout. Damn it. Damn it. Um, (laughs) Thought I could get it. They they literally 
tried to, they said, we're going to add all the gunfire in, like the noises in post. Michael Mann said, no, I, I want to actually have these guns being shot in the middle of downtown LA. I don't care what people think. I don't care if people are scared. I need my fucking movie. And the shit is the greatest thing of all time. It's just the way that it sounds, the way that it looks. I also worked downtown LA for many years, so it's so familiar to me, like the streets that they're on and like the places that they are. It's just, I, it is a treat to watch every time. Um, it's loud. Most, it's the loudest thing. It is thing. So, so loud. Uh-huh. It'll <laughs> blow you out of your surround sound. Will blow. It, it is loud as hell, and it is just fun. It is just adrenaline soaked, and it's just one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a on a movie. I didn't see. I've never seen it in theaters, but it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like on a TV screen to have a shootout like that, and the way it sounds and the way that it's filmed, it's just perfect. Val Kilmer uh, banger. Another Val Kilmer banger, by the way. Val Kilmer is a king. Uh, and then for my second choice, I'm going to take the that church shootout in the first Kingsman movie. Ooh. Uh, oh, which yeah. Which is probably the coolest thing I saw on a movie screen for a number of years when I saw it. I just could not believe that. I was lucky enough to be in a theater watching that when the movie came out. And I didn't know much about the movie, but someone was like, let's go see this. And I, when that scene happened, I was like, holy shit. We are in a fucking, this is amazing. What are we I, watching? That's another one of those mm-hmm. YouTube scenes where you could just go pull up that scene and have a really fun four minutes because it's just insane <laughs> amounts of people being killed and acting crazy. And it's just like one of the coolest things ever. So that's my second choice. Set to uh, Leonard Skinner. Like, it's just, it's so nuts. Uh-huh. It is incredible. I think for the longest time. The latest Kingsman movie. movie, by the way. No, no one did. I, have I haven't yet. I'm going to. Um, yeah, I, no one saw that movie. Like, what a waste of their tanked, time. Man. After three <laughs> years of being delayed, I think. Um, my next one, I'm surprised that Tease let me get this one. I got to take the bank lobby shootout from uh, The Matrix. Yeah. Great one. Uh-huh. They're just running up walls and, like, <laughs> like, can you take your coat off? And it's just all guns. It's crazy. It is, a, it is amazing to watch. And the fact that we got away from that in the last three Matrix movies. It was like, ah! Sad. Yeah, they somehow made the fourth Matrix movie the most boring shit ever. They found a way. (laughs) Yep. But yeah, that lobby Matrix scene is... Ah, chef's kiss. All right, Dex. I'm surprised it's been this long with no Tarantino because I feel like I associate Tarantino with shootouts. But I'm going to go with the German 3 scene from Inglorious Bastards. Ah, dang it! I okay. Everyone knows that I wasn't like a Tarantino guy for a long time, and I hadn't seen that movie before we did it on the podcast. But that's a scene that I go back and watch like at least once a month. I fucking love that scene. <laughs> it's so good. Michael Fassbender was so good. <laughs> Try Glazer, and it's just such a cool way for that whole thing to like fall apart because it's so uh-huh. tense the whole time, and then like. I think that's like based on reality and like people who are in the know about this kind of stupid shit, like could see it coming. But the rest of us were just like, "Yo, <laughs> I, I love that feeling." <laughs> it it is, it, it takes like two minutes. Like the build up is longer it's than so the shootout is. Good, or maybe even it's like thirty <laughs> seconds. They just all just blow each other away. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the build up is incredible to that. Like it's not the best like action like or whatever especially compared to some of these other shoot like shootouts it's no heat obviously but 
like the the build up is so tense and then like to see all these people get blown away is really dope. All right. Brent. Um I think the final shootout in uh, end of watch where they roll up in Ooh. uh in the apartment and it leads the rolling shootout all the way down the alley and then when the rest of the cops the backup shows up and they they exchange fire and uh, LAP just mows them down. I think that paired with the music of the whole thing is so tense. It's uh, that's my one of my favorites. Like sue me, but that movie is way better than it has any right to be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's, and it's a fun ride, man. Not gonna lie, I cried at the very at the end of the movie. Not gonna lie, because oh, yeah, because you love Michael Pena, and then all of a sudden it's like they killed him instead of Gyllenhaal. Like, what do we? Yeah. Well, it's also one of those when they're laying there, you don't really know exactly who died at first. You know, you had an idea. You know, they, they yeah they they lit him up, but you just didn't know. If they yeah. either they both died, then you find out one died. It's like, holy shit! <laughs> All right, you get one more pick, and then we'll go back to tax. Um, probably a lone survivor. The whole shootout within the woods, mm. uh, going through when they get the cover gets blown, and they just go through literal hell trying to fight their way out. And then, like when you got Michael Murphy up on the le- on the cliff calling for help, and he just gets. He sacrifices himself, trying to call for help, um, and also at the same time is, is when the cavalry arrives in the village. That final shootout, probably it's they, a tie. It takes forever to kind of get set up into that movie, but the 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 mm-hmm. gunplay in that movie is wild. Oh yeah, I mean you got Wahlberg that he's very takes that stuff very seriously with those types of movies. He always has, and so that's probably my other favorite. Most egregious thing of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> the most egregious thing about that movie is that Mark Wahlberg, a known dude from Boston, was like, "I'm gonna play a guy from Texas." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, man. He didn't yeah. even try to like put on an accent. All right, next, next, uh, next pick. I'm gonna go with the uh, the not the execution at the end, but like the showdown in Training Day. Where Denzel Washington is just like talking shit to Jake the whole time. I, mm-hmm. I fucking love that. Barn his ass oh, up. It's so good. <laughs> what? Barn his ass up. <laughs> oh, where's oh, oh, my little Jake gone? <laughs> oh, where, where can he be? <laughs> no, I'm surgical with this bitch, Jake. Close <laughs> oh, that shit is so good. And Denzel, Denzel definitely earned that Oscar. Like, yes. even they could have just sat all the Oscar voters in a room and showed them that scene. They would have been like, okay, yeah, we're done. <laughs> so just barn him up the entire time. Performance is just out of this world. What a great choice. I'm surgical with this bitch. Is an incredible. <laughs> yeah. How you want it? Close casket. <laughs> uh, all right, my. Uh, oh, that's so good. My next pick. Let's see. Let's see. What do I want? There's some good picks still left on the board, guys. There's a lot of good gunfights in movies. I don't know if you've ever seen movies, um, but there's a lot yeah, of good right. ones. Let's see. We got to get them to make like a video compilation of some of these, like, so mm-hmm. we can tweet that shit out. I'm gonna go with just because I don't think some anyone will take my final pick. I'm gonna go with uh, another Tarantino. The Django after Candy dies is elite, Incredible. and just the the song in the middle of it, 
<laughs> oh, it's just I like the way you die, boy. Put it off. It's just like it's just it's great. And like the bullet sounding like they're bombs going off. And he's shooting all the people that come through the door. Django, you black son of a boom. <laughs> it's just that one shake just like floating off into the netherworld. Incredible. Oh yeah, I mean there's two of them, but like, yeah, when he finds out after Candy died is just it's just incredible. But yeah, that's gonna be my one because I don't think my final pick will actually get picked. But uh Tej go for two. Uh, first, I'm going to take the scene in Taxi Driver and the Brothel, like the final Travis Bickout's, Bickle's last stand. Um, I love that scene. I love the way it's shot. And it's just like the only, you know, it's the only way the movie can end. But like, it's just so well filmed and kind of ahead of its time. I always love that shootout. Um, and I think for my second choice, I'm going to pick the greatest movie of all time that no one has ever seen except for me. Uh, running scared with Paul Walker. Oh my One god, you're talking about this movie so time. much. I love this movie. I'm obsessed with it. It is so bad, but it is so good. They have like <laughs> the record for how many times they say fuck. It is the worst acting performance you've ever seen, but it is the weirdest, wildest fucking movie with so many twists that you've ever seen. And there's a shootout in a hockey rink. There's extremely Boston hockey rink where everybody has a Boston accent. And it's just a disgusting shootout where there's blood leaking everywhere all over the ice. It's just awesome to see. So I'm going to pick that one. Uh, we're going to have to take your word for it because I don't. We are going to do this <laughs> movie. On this. We are going to review this film on this podcast. It is an incredible, incredible film. It yes. is awful, but it is amazing. Absolutely. Along with our, uh, what was the other one, Dex? There were all uh Oh shit! What's it called? The one with the rocket? Yeah, something <laughs> South Southland Tales. Gang Tales. Southland Tales. There it is. Yeah, we're also gonna review that with Southland. It's gonna be a double feature. Uh, Southland Tales. You season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much yeah. shit we got. We got on the back end. Uh, my next pick is going to be uh, Equilibrium. No, I'm kidding. Uh, fuck that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, fuck Tay Diggs. Like just in general, because of what happened to Tay Diggs in that movie, but we don't have to do that right now. We don't. We don't have to. I don't have to do this. I can. But we. we, don't we have to. I mean, we've done this bit on the podcast before. I just wanted to see what you would say. Um, if I could say equilibrium, right? The joke would have been funnier. But uh, I'm gonna go with one that is gonna be on open range. A movie that like literally no one watched or has seen. Uh, it, it again is a long Kevin Costner just plotting movie and then all of a sudden at the very end of the movie is one of the best gunfights you'll ever see in a western in your entire life it's the scene i don't know if you've seen it just on youtube or whatever where he walks up to the guy and they're about to like square off and draw on each other and he just walks up to the guy he goes you're the guy that killed my friend he goes yeah and he shoots him in the head it's incredible <laughs> it's uh-huh. it's wild it's such a wild thing like so a guy gets blasted through a door with a with a shotgun it's oh it's incredible but yeah, I'm gonna go with Open Range as my final pick. Never even heard of that, but I might have to go check this out on YouTube. It yeah, fun. do it. It is. It is really <laughs> good. All right. So for my final pick, first of all, I want to give an honorable mention. It's not a shootout because it's literally just one bullet fired. But I, every single time that I can bring it up, I want to bring it up. Denzel Washington just shooting Idris Elba in the face after he goes, "What are you gonna do? Shoot me!" <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Shoot me in front of all these people? <laughs> 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 you know, Amazing. Right? 
Picture me and all that. <laughs> Yo, shoot me. Shoot me in front of everybody. <laughs> My favorite thing about that is the way, go back and watch it. The way that Denzel, he's so smooth in that movie. The way he takes it out of his pocket and points it at his head is the smoothest thing I think I've ever seen. It's so crazy. And it, it like it's like a little thing, but just go back and watch it. He just takes it out. It's the smoothest that I've ever seen anybody ever unholster a gun. Another movie where you can just watch the best parts on YouTube after you've seen it one time. Sure. Yeah, because it's the also whole, like two and a half hour long. The whole Kurt Russell storyline is just stupid. You could just fast forward through all those scenes. Like, you Russell Crowe, but yeah. Russell Crowe. Too many Russells. But anyway, uh, my actual pick is going to be kind of stupid, but it's the last round, so I can do what I want. I'm going to take the tequila scene from Baby Driver. <laughs> oh, yeah, where they're like, yeah, where they go and they like are trying to get the guns or whatever. They don't realize like the cop is crooked. So they like have a shootout with these cops who are actually crooked cops. And it's set to tequila of all songs. And like the bullets are like in time with the music and shit. That shit was fucking thrilling to me. I love Baby Driver. A lot of people say it's trash. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm a bad person. I'm sorry, but that shit so dope. Some problematic faves are in that one. Hey, they're not even faves. They just problematic. But uh, <laughs> um, no, the part where he like he reloads her gun to the beat or whatever is really cool. Yeah, I just love that shit. And then they drive off, and like the building explodes. Jamie Foxx is like tequila like that shit was just so fucking cool to me man i know people hate jamie fox's character in that movie i don't that shit was dope uh all right brent final final pick um be the opening shootout of deadpool this is from the comedy aspect everything nice i love that just you know counting down the rounds and finally the the very last one is just bad deadpool good Good Deadpool. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines from the movie. I don't know why, but it is. God, when that movie came out, it was so good. That oh, my just, God. It was really, really good when that movie came out. That shit hit like a bomb, and we're still mm-hmm. dealing with the effects yes. of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I still have no idea how they're going to incorporate Deadpool into the MCU, because the Deadpool we know could never fit in like these little PG movies that they make. I have no idea how this is going to work, but I can't wait for it. No, Didn't, they say it it be weird. Didn't they say they're going to let it be rated R? I think I, I thought I read their His solo rated. films, but like the way I, I don't know how they get him and Spider-Man into the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you they say? They got to do that like uh, they just got to do that like big short kind of thing where they just like cut it off as soon as he's about to say fuck. I think yeah. they only get like one or two in a PG-13 movie. They got to like strategically use that one. And then from there, they just got to, like, cut his scene short every single time. Yeah, have him saying, like, what the shit and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Brent, do you have a uh, one take? We like to do one take, and then we'll read some of the takes that people had about about this movie that we're doing today. Um, Not really. Not that I can really think of right now. All right. Can we ask him his movie, The Worst? Yeah, that's what I was asking. He he doesn't have one right now, so that's fine. You don't always well, have to. We know have we're one. not. We know we're not going to get canceled over whatever he might have said. So I guess that's a good thing. We'll take. It. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's read some takes. Uh, first of all, um, a lot of people wanted to point out Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday is the greatest of all time. Tony Adams, we bullied into watching this for the first time. <laughs> um, yeah. 
a lot of people, you know, Val should have won his Oscar for this role. Uh, let's see. Tony Snark on Twitter says uh, Tombstone, Wild Bill, Quick and the Dead, and Wyatt Earp were the era of modern Western classics. Uh, Andrew Hammond said, love this movie. Let's see. I said uh, Val Kilmer was robbed of an Oscar. I don't care. Uh, only for Mr. Blah Blah to say this movie is ass. <laughs> <laughs> and to which I responded, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> and he got mini packed up for it because everybody was like, what? Because, <laughs> because he got put in a thread where there's like, they saying that Tombstone is ass and that they was Mr. Blah Blah. Shout out to a friend of the pod, Mr. Blah Blah. <laughs> Horrible take, but we love you anyway. <laughs> Golly, just just for him to be like, this is ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, people said top five Western films, so on and so on. I just wanted to throw out uh, Mr. Blah Blah's tweet in there. Anyway, uh, that has been a one take podcast. Uh, thank you for listening so much. Hey, Brent, where can they find what you're doing for Apollo and what you do on Twitter? Um, really, they can just follow me on my Twitter at BDC918. Um, I don't, I used to stream for Apollo. I don't have the time now to do it anymore. Um, but they can follow me on Twitter. Um, and then I guess they could, uh, check out my YouTube, which is just Brent D. Coley. Um, right. basically on that channel, it's just, it's a mix of, uh, mainly storm videos from when I get document weather. Um, I've kind of started shadowing my fire my local fire department getting videos of what they do in the community and then some gaming clips that i've done over the past couple of years out here chasing tornadoes and stuff living the life that's oh that's wild no thanks it's a, it is in a adrenaline rush um i love it I, I do it to learn but also get it for the adrenaline dump too that is not that is not for me, my for more power to you yeah not how i'm gonna get my cakes but do what you gotta do <laughs> when you live in up all the but <laughs> I mean, I mean, football doesn't uh, start to the fall, and that happens in the spring, so we got nothing else to do. That's fair. <laughs> um, all right, that has been a one take podcast. You can follow us at one take pod, one take pod on Twitter, one take pod on Instagram and TikTok as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening, reading reviews. I got a review up on Spider Man finally on uh, ApolloHOU.com. You can find all of the reviews and, and stuff that we have done. They are ApolloHOU.com under the Movies and Culture tab, so go ahead and do that. Uh, Dex, plug your uh, other podcast. You got another, a new episode this week. Yes, yeah, shout out. So uh, I started the Mission Debrief podcast. We're going to do it bi-weekly every other Thursday. Uh, so I'll be dropping on YouTube only on the new Apollo Podcast Network YouTube. So go subscribe to that. Go check out the podcast. Latest episode was with Ben DuBose. Interviewed him about you know uh sports twitter and sports media journalism and all that kind of stuff really good conversation go check that out next episode is going to be with former texas a&m football player jay arnold shout out to him uh so that'll be dropping two weeks from yesterday so what's that january 23rd something like that anyway go subscribe shout out all right, so go subscribe. You can find us on uh, anywhere that you get podcasts. Please uh, rate us five stars on iTunes as well as Spotify. Um, you can now rate on Spotify and follow us as well. That really helps us. I know a lot of people listen to us there. Um, also, uh, two episodes dropped this past week, our top five movies of 2021, as well as our uh, team, not, not Microsoft Teams, 
Twitter spaces <laughs> that we did with Mo over um, Don't Look Up. What we watch. Yeah, on yes. what we watch. Mo from what we watch on Don't Look Up. That is episodes 95 and 96. So thank you for listening to that. Uh, we really appreciate it. And Dex, what else are we doing? Hashtag 4 for 4 baby. We're out. I needed somewhere to